like I'm only as funny as I can be when when uh, Casey's around. This is we're actually doing this, where we're finding people from all communities. We're actually doing innovative things to help connect, educate, and inspire. Well, welcome to We're Actually Doing This podcast. Today, we are joined for episode 20. Big milestone. Milestone episode. And we are joined by uh, a hockey coach, a geologist, a mother, and she is also the program director of a program called MI2, Laura Carlton. Welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So we had a we had a cancellation and I'm like kind of thinking in my head on my way to drop my kids off to daycare. And I'm like, you know what? I think Laura would be great because Laura's a great person to have a conversation with. And and you're actually doing something that is benefiting a lot of people. So first off, MI2 and Idea Circle are kind of a, a part of what you do right now. What what exactly is that? So MI2 is the training operating arm of Greater Bemidji. So we are a Greater Bemidji initiative. Um, and the idea circle is the contractor that operates MI2 basically. So when I say MI2, I'm talking about the Minnesota Innovation Initiative, um, MI2 for short. So basically I work for the idea circle, but we run MI2. So we're kind of like, not one in the same, but we're very closely related. Right. And what, what's the focus of the group? So MI2 is a, um, basically what our, what our goal is to strengthen um, the workforce pipeline in this region, this area. Um, so basically recruit people, train people, um, retain skilled workers in our region. And we have an emphasis in manufacturing training. So we do technical and manufacturing training with the goal of, you know, finding people in the area, people that want to stay here. And, um, you know, those are all different shapes and sizes of people with different backgrounds and things like that. Um, but doing the training and then ultimately, if they're not already working somewhere, helping them find a job in the yeah. area. Right. So I've got a question about, yeah. so we had a chance to look at a little bit at the website. There, it looks like you have some creative ways that you're actually providing training for people who are on the job right now. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we do um, we do short cycle training, which means that basically people can, and we also kind of have like a, it's not necessarily rolling admission, but for some of the people that we're training, um, they can start training with us like pretty quickly which is nice because we don't have to say, hey, you want to have a little bit of electrical background? Well, you can apply and, you know, start next fall in an electrical program. Basically, we it's a way for us to like very quickly get them some like um, very specific training and applied training that they need to go into a job. So we, we use a learning management system to do e-learning for our trainees. So basically what they'll do is They'll get a username, password. They'll log in. It's really a, a like high tech, advanced e learning. So it's like very interactive and really good simulations of just constantly being updated. So basically, someone will go in and do e learning. That's where they learn the kind of like the theory and the concepts behind behind things. And then there will be 
some hands-on skills that they'll do with that. And that's when they'll, once they've done the e-learning and they've demonstrated that they kind of understand the content, then they come in and they do the hands-on learning with us in the lab. And that's kind of connecting the like hearing it, reading it, seeing it, and then coming in and doing it with like their own two hands. And that's kind of how everything kind of comes together. Right. And this, I mean, I, I just pulled up the your guys' website again, and I looked at the e-learning area and just the vast array of things that people can can get their training in. But what do these, other than knowledge, what do they gain from taking these courses? I would say um, our big focus is troubleshooting and trying to help people like solve problems more quickly. So a lot of the people, about 90% of the people that we train are already employed at a mostly manufacturing um, company in our region. And we train people in all of North, Northern Minnesota and some in like Eastern um, North Dakota. And so, um, yeah, basically, I forgot they, my train of thought where I was going with that. They become more proficient. Yeah, right? so, yeah. so essentially... Yeah, there's like there's subject areas that we train everybody in, but sort of our overarching theme is troubleshooting and solving problems. So like, as you would guess, in a manufacturing company, you know, time is money. So if a, if a line is down for five minutes, that's like thousands of dollars that's being you know basically. wasted or whatever. So it's basically trying to help people solve problems in a systematic way and not just sort of like, oh, maybe this is the problem, maybe this is the fix, you know, instead of like pretty quickly being like, okay, do I have power? Do I have, you know, air? Do I, what are, what are my systems that I'm working with? And quickly being able to like systematically and in a smart way troubleshoot and assess, find the problem, identify it, repair it, and then test to see if it fixed and then you're back online. So really what we, what our focus is, is trying to help people solve problems. And just like in any, you know, education field, you know, you teach the content, but the big thing is, is like sort of people like learning how to learn and then learning how to solve problems and, you know, find resources, find solutions, um, whatever that might look like for them in whatever their job is. Right. Building towards independence, right? So they, they're on a machine and they don't need to ring the alarm bell every time something goes on to yeah, build independence and build, um, you know, kind of help them understand. They might understand because most of the training that's done with a lot of the people that we work with are like, hey, the guy who did, had this job before me for 40 years, he's the one who trained me in. So that guy might say, okay, here's the way I do it. If it's broken, here's usually what it might be. You do this and there it goes. But, and that's great. But what if it's not that? So what we try to teach people is kind of like you said, independence and like systematically figuring out what a problem is and not just sort of like throwing darts at the situation, basically. So um, and also just, you know, we work with a lot of really smart, intelligent people. And in the manufacturing world, that's not necessarily um, I guess like there's I think there's kind of a stigma of the manufacturing world is kind of that like you know dark dirty dangerous thing the 3ds they always say in manufacturing and if you've been in a manufacturing facility in the last you know decade 
it doesn't look like that most places now, even in, in, you know, sawmills and all different kinds of places. It's really, it's fast paced, it's high tech and it's really, really quite impressive actually. And so for people to be able to like understand the content and then also, like you said, the independent troubleshooting type thing, um, that's really, really important for our people. So your clients have, there, you said there's some on-the-job training, and then your clients reach out to you to provide this experience. What's kind of been the feedback from the companies that you're working with? So I, I would say overall, our feedback has been extremely positive. And I think part of what's important here is to talk about kind of the way that MI2 was brought about, which is basically maybe 10, 12 years ago, manufacturers um, approaching Greater Bemidji and saying, hey, we we need skilled workers. And they don't even necessarily have to like have a two or a four-year degree if they do great. But even people coming out with those degrees don't necessarily have the skills that we need them to have to come and work at a manufacturing facility. Um, and so they basically said, here's the things we want them to know. And that's what we built our curriculum around. So it's like, <laughs> very applied um and none of the kind of extraneous things that they you know not that i think that all college is you know extraneous but i do think that some of it is like here's the stuff you really need to know we and could so, go down um, this rat hole for the a long time. deposits in wisconsin <laughs> yeah yeah I, exactly well another thing too is like the people that you have are entering or are already in the manufacturing game and how crazy are the changes in the manufacturing game right now? Like how fast are things changing? So you might have somebody that has been a 30 year employee mm -hmm. at a place, but now they have a new machine in front of them. That's yeah. doing different yeah. things. They have to troubleshoot right. different ways. I mean, it's like the changes yeah, they... are coming Exactly. And they, they might not even have a new machine, but it just might be a machine that now has like sensors and different photo eyes on it or different things. And it's like helping them understand those new things are, as that's something that we do like every day in our lab is we're working on those different kinds of sensors and alarms and things like that, that, you know, they might not have had 10, 20 years ago. And now it's part of their everyday. And they just know it's like, you know, some new thing that was installed that like, they don't understand it. So a lot of, um, I think, understanding the why behind things, as opposed to just like the what and the how, like, oh, this thing broke. And this is how I fix it. But understanding also, why did it break? Because it might continue to break. And then we need to figure out like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. seriously, Fix that's that. like, a, it, okay, you could fix it once. Fix but it's it like, again. okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, and that's like, you laugh, but that truly is like, okay, you can't just keep fixing the same thing. You know, it might be a bigger problem. Like you ha might have to look upstream. And so, so a lot of the feedback from the companies that we train that just keep sending more and more other people through our program is that they want their people to have like a common language of how they talk about things. And especially when breakdowns happen, it's like, okay, this is broken here. So they got to call an electrician in to describe what happened. And instead of just saying, this is broken, they can say, okay, I was I running at, yeah, I was running at, um, you know, this speed or 
or this frequency or whatever the heck the, the thing, the more they can tell the electrician, then the electrician can pre pretty quickly say, oh, okay, it's this, instead of like trying to triage for four hours, you know, and, and so having this common language and it's kind of empowering to people once they, you know, they might not have ever had any formal electrical training, let's say, and in our, and in our courses, they can get like pretty well-versed in different electrical theories and components and things like that. And so now they can go on the job and say, you know, with confidence, like it's this, and I know that because the, you know, and that's pretty cool too, that, that people can feel more confident and like they understand more of what they're doing. And I think it helps them feel better about their jobs too, honestly. Right. I think it's great what you're doing. You're actually doing something that is helping people within our area. You know, the north northern part of Minnesota or through Minnesota and part of North Dakota. I think as there as there are other companies around the, the states, the United States that are doing similar things to what you guys are doing. Have you been getting ideas from others? Um, yeah, we're always kind of looking out for other people that are like us because it seems like most people that tour our facilities are always like, Wow, I've never seen anything like this before. So it definitely is unique and it's innovative for sure. Um and even like, you know, the involvement of, um, we teach high schoolers as well, the same courses that people that are in this industry, in the industry, um, get it's this exact same curriculum that our high schoolers do. So it's sort of like advanced shop classes, I guess you could say. Right. Um, and there are, there are other high schools that are starting to do that. Um, I think it's done in Purim. There's a high school that does that, um, and so, yeah, I know that it, it happens, but it's not that frequent. So it is a cool thing. Basically, we're building our own, what we're trying to do is build our own workforce in the area because yeah. like you guys, we all chose yeah. to live here. We want to live here. There's even like the kids that are graduating, they're like, hey, I want to stay in, in the area. Right. And there's manufacturing jobs here. It's just, I think for manufacturing, it's not like nursing which is always the example I give because everyone is like had a nurse help them and interacted with a nurse and probably can guess what nursing school looks like. Yeah. Same with but, teaching, right? Yeah. But with what in manufacturing, unless they have like a family member that is in manufacturing, which is the case for actually quite a lot of our young people, they're like, Hey, yeah, my dad has been working for 30 years at whatever the, you know, places they're the ones who know about it but unless they have that it's hard for them to know like what a manufacturing job would even look like and to understand that they could like work with their hands and solve problems and make things and make a good living and stay here but it's like it's not at least when I went into school it was not something that was like promoted talked about like yeah. I don't even think we even it was even mentioned of like hey by the way there's like a major you know, there's major lumber mills in the area. I had no idea, you know, so it's cool to expose um, young people to that too. Right. So speaking of the young people and some of the other, one of our questions for you is, do you have any success stories that you would like to share? Are there any that come to mind? Yeah, I think um, one of our, one of our success stories that I always think of is uh, a kid who was a high school senior in the spring of his senior year and he's like I hate high school I hate school I want to drop out and he was like going to drop out 
And so basically, um, you know, people at school and his parents were advocating of like, what, how can we get this kid like through the next like four months? So he graduates because I think we also just take for granted like a high school diploma and how like not everyone has those. And like, it's really important that you get them. And so we have to like help people, help young people, um, you know, realize that and just cross the, the finish line, I think, instead of trying to help them understand why it's important. But anyway, with this young person, he, he wasn't having success in, you know, history, English, math, you name it, all the, the classes that we place a lot of importance on now in high school. Um, so he's just like, I'm not smart. I don't get good grades. Like I just should be done with school. It's not for me. But it's like this, he's like rebuilding car engines on the weekend. And I'm like, that is an insane type of intellect. That it's like genius. Yeah. Yeah. Most people cannot do that. And so it was like, he was a prime candidate for our program. So he came in, he took our first, I think, four classes and did awesome. And and it was really cool because you could literally like see it in him, like even like his like posture changing, you know, how like when someone is like feeling so defeated and down and by the end of it, I feel like he felt like, okay, yeah, I am good at something and I am, I am smart because we kind of say like, Hey, if you're not getting A's in like these types of disciplines, like you're not smart, but it's like, he just has a very different type of intellect that like, I don't even have, you know? And so, um, then he graduated and he went to work for an area manufacturing company. And then he took it upon himself to say to his boss there, Hey, I took the first four classes, um, at MI2 and I want to finish their program, their mechatronics program. So he ended up, I think, um, I don't know if it was a year later or something, but he ended up coming back with a company and then finishing our entire program. And so that was really, really cool. And we asked him to come in and talk to our, we do like a high school celebration for the kids who earn certificates from us during the high school year. So we asked him to come in and you know, be part of the celebration. And so he came right in from work and he was telling those young boys, like, you know, what he was making and you can do it too. And it was just so cool for him to feel like, Hey, you're a success story, you know? And so we always talk about him because just, that's just such a cool story, but there's, there's other stories (laughs) like him too. So yeah. Well, Dana and I have had this conversation a lot and I don't even know if it's been necessarily on the podcast, but having a student that feels defeated, you know, there's so many different intelligences in mm-hmm. how you show that. And I mean, like you said, it's somebody that could rebuild an engine. That's genius. That's a genius yeah. skill that, that very few people, they might be able to get their PhD in whatever, but they can't do that. They bring uh, in yeah. their lawnmower to get right. the carb cleaned. Like they don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like oh, it's, yeah. It's, exactly. It's, That's what I said to him. I said, I don't even change my own oil. DIY story. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's just and for them to be like, oh, anyone can do that. It's like, I can't. I don't no, do that. No, we can't do that. And and but the problem is, is students aren't feeling that a lot of times in the high mm-hmm. school setting, the way things are set up. And, and it's traditionally has just always been that way. And we're trying to slowly break the mold a little bit, but nobody feels lots of students go through high school and maybe they graduate through high school, but they they're starting their adult life, not feeling successful. 
so how do you, I mean, how do you break out of that? Like you, you leave high school and you graduate, let's say you get your diploma, but you got D's the whole time. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, they don't feel successful. They don't feel like they yeah. can accomplish much. So like that's a big change that needs to start happening. And you're making that happen with your program right now. I mean, obviously with, with that's just one of the success stories that you said, but, mm-hmm. but I, I'm sure that a lot of, a lot of students are the same way. It's like, we're not, we're not valuing that intelligence as much as we right. should. And maybe we, you know, we value certain intelligence over others. And that's a problem that maybe we need to try to address a little bit. But um, Dana likes to ask question every <laughs> single episode. So it's his turn. He's up. Yeah, I well, I feel like we, we've talked a little bit about learning. We've talked a little bit about like, just understanding how the world comes together in strange ways like you never imagine you'd be doing what you're doing imagine yourself you're in fourth grade and you have a chance to tell your fourth grade self something what are you going to say that's a really good question i was trying to remember like anything about fourth grade i can remember my teacher but i didn't remember any you know where my mind was at back then but I do think it's important to tell young people that kind of what you're saying about like their path in life, because we tell seniors this every year, because another thing that we do is we kind of help mentor and teach um, high school students and seniors and even talk about like these soft skills sort of that you're alluding to, um, because those are really important. So I think that like just showing up is a big part of everything, showing up on time showing up and like having a positive attitude is like 90% of the battle. Then we tell, and, and part of what we work on in our program too, with especially with our young people and even like our industry people is like those soft skills. So it's like, hey, I get that your tire was flat, but like you can't just not show up. And what you have to do is just call, just call me or you want to text me, whatever you got to do. That's a really important thing in a job is to just call. And so I think like the communication piece is really important. Um, And then again, yeah, man, a positive attitude. You show up for any job and they can pretty much teach you what you need to do. But like, if you're not there and positive and like other people want to be around you, it's not going to work. So it's like, we say that to a lot of our young people because they're just like, oh, well, I don't have a background in this or I don't have this degree or whatever. It's like, they don't care. They literally just want someone to show up who's going to be pleasant to be around and is willing to learn something and come to work. You know, that's such an important thing. So maybe a fourth grader isn't thinking about their work life so much, but mostly it's just show up, have a positive attitude, try different things. I think that that's so important because the other thing that we tell a lot of our seniors, you know, because they're all so worried about like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? It's like, go ask any adult that you know in your life. I guarantee 99% of them when they were 18 had no idea that they would have the job that they have today. None of them. Because no one takes a straight path. Again, unless maybe they're like, I want to be a you know medical doctor or whatever. And then they actually did that. But even that is like, they didn't know what field they'd be in or where they'd be practicing or anything like that. So I, one thing that we do is we always kind of tell our path of like where we started, like, here's my major. I declared when I was 18 and it's like, you just laugh <laughs> about it now. Cause you're like, Oh, that's funny. And then it like changed 85 times. And then I got a job and then I hated it. And then I did something different. You know, it's just like, 
every adult has a just such a like zigzag path to where they are it's just like take a little bit of the pressure off of like knowing what you need to do for your whole life just know what you want to do like for the next year or two or five or whatever and then like your path will reveal itself you know I really think that that's so true well I'm I'm glad that you got a degree in geology so then you can come into my classroom and talk to my kids yeah I still do really like rocks <laughs> yeah, but really I what I took what I took from my degree was like the education side of things is like I like working with people and I like you know helping people learn to learn basically and right. so whether it be manufacturing or hockey or whatever the heck it is mm -hmm. um yeah i think that that's really important and that was the other thing i was going to mention to you guys is, i don't know have you guys ever heard of the vark quiz no vark it's like the it's like the learning styles quiz it's a free online quiz it's like it's a little quiz you take it's like maybe 10 or 15 questions and it's it's just helps people identify it's one thing that we do especially with like our young people have them take the vark quiz so it's like are you a visual learner, an audio learner? Do you learn by reading or do you learn by like kinesthetic? Do you need to like be hands-on, do something to learn? And it's kind of cool because it's like a series of questions and then it'll tell you like what percentage of each category you are. Wow. So like, so that is a cool thing that I would suggest to people. And just because some people like, my son, he literally reads manuals and that's how he learns things. And I'm like, you are such a unicorn in the world of education. <laughs> like who reads manuals and remembers and can learn all those things, but he totally has a mind for it. So it's like, and he knows that about himself. Other people are like, yeah, I have to, a lot of the people that we work with are like, I have to do it for me to remember it and to really like for things to click in, you know? Right. And so, and so I think that that's like such an important thing too for young people is just like, there's different types of learners figure out which type you are because it will help you in your life for sure and then going back to your advice it's not just being there it's being there while you're there <laughs> you know what i mean like you could physically be sitting at a place but she but she did say like right. you call if you're tired and you're gonna have a rough day just yeah. say hey i'm tired i'm gonna have a rough day and you're It'll not gonna you're, but you're not gonna be there but you're you're there <laughs> telling her that you're not gonna be there yeah but but if you are at a meeting or at a training you need to be invested in it too yeah right so like you need to like you when said you're your positive your best yeah, yeah your positive attitude going into that yeah. means that you're gonna be there while you're wherever that yeah there like is. mentally mentally try to be there even like yeah getting on the ice at the beginning of practice is like I could have had like a horrible day at work just stressful and then you can get on the ice and like totally infect everyone else with that energy or be grown up and be like okay I need to like take a minute and like do some self-regulation and then get on the ice and right. like turn the day around you know cool. and then also another thing we say to our students is like turn your phone off or don't look at your phone or whatever you got to do because like it is kind of like the thief of joy like I really do think that like, our phones are just like because they're basically just like transporting us to another place so we're not like where we are when we're there right and it's like that's just going to make you miserable we're not there when we're there yeah mm -hmm. exactly and some of the I mean some of the students were like okay how many like we have them like pull out your phone everyone has the tracker for how many hours a day they're spending on their phones right 
And one of one of the high school seniors, she literally had 18 hours was her daily average. I'm just like trying to do the math on like Come on I now, we need people understand. to like and comment and subscribe and tweet <laughs> yeah, and retweet. Right. Don't be saying this stuff. We're okay. We're getting money from Unless you're doing it for educational Come on, we're purposes. not manufacturers. We don't make all that money. <laughs> <laughs> but like even them talking about like their snap like streaks and stuff is just like, isn't that just exhausting like the, <laughs> the things that they that they have to you know so yeah i think My that's another streak was busted the other day and i'm still down about oh it. man pairing. Uh, Pair. come on it's a Pair. called a pairing night what is going on oh well yeah they get you everyone usually casey says this usually he says it but i'm gonna say it you're actually doing something. You're officially, you've been stamped as actually doing something. That's so cool. It's official. I'm so it's glad. It's official. You're part of the club now. I'm really glad. People actually cool doing things. Of. I might even have to get you a t-shirt since I don't have to pay for postage or anything to get a t-shirt. I could just drop it off one day or I could have Dana drive it across the lake. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. You guys have t-shirts and merch. Wow. O- only a couple. That's awesome. I have Just a cricket two. in my classroom now. Oh my god! I'm gosh, serious crafter. Cool. <clears throat> I think I might try to fill the niche of like three minute cricket videos because every cricket video you mm. find online is 45 minutes, even though you <laughs> oh really only need 15 seconds of the video yeah, to figure out like what... fast forward to exactly. like the part you need. Yeah. So, but so this is everybody. This is Laura Carlton. She is. Um, a part of the idea circle mi2 in bemidji minnesota look them up online they are theideacircle.com there's all sorts of information about their program if maybe you want to reach out to her this is the place to find her and also maybe um, get something like this happening in your own community because she's actually doing something yeah you're 40 why are you hanging out with a 30 year old